0: Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes podcast, SoundCloud podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, managing, and financing small and medium-sized businesses. Today I have a question, um, and a sort of a follow-on question from last, last week's question about buying a business and hiring a manager to run it, and the question is, how do you align operators and the company's interest, and then the example that the the, the, the questioner put is, so you can have a lower salary, but they receive you know a percentage of sales or some kind of income splitting or, or commission or what have you. And, and I think that the, the answer to how do you align the interests of your employees with the interests of the company has been a, a, a question that's been answered by several different industries very well over the past. And all we have to do is look at those other industries and see what they do to make sure that people are always pushing the ball forward every day. So that being said, let me give you an example of someone who I know uh, who has changed their business fundamentally by changing the way that they hire people and the way that they compensate people. So it's a sales environment, and what they used to do is have a whole army of people being paid an hourly wage and then they would advertise and then customers would come in and they would serve those customers and the company would hopefully make enough money to pay the hourly wages and cover the advertising costs, et cetera. And it was a model that worked really well at one time when margins were bigger and now that margins are thinner, it was more and more difficult to make a profit. And so what ended up happening was um, in looking at what people were earning and the capacity of the salespeople, like how much are people able to sell, and looking at the money being spent on advertising and promotion, et cetera, what it was decided was to move from having wage employees to having a strictly commission-based sales force and to give those people a greater degree of autonomy and freedom. So instead of making them come into an office where they worked and they answered the phone and they responded to people coming through the door, um, they were put on commission only, but they could work from home. They could work from the office. They could do whatever they wanted. And because the company was going to spend less money on advertising and basically tell the commission people, if you want to sell more, you're going to have to network more. You're going to have to get out in the community. You're going to have to use your social links to create more business for the company and, and ultimately for yourself. Um, We're going to pay you this commission and and we're going to take part of that commission from the old advertising budget. And so here are the remarkable things that happened. When they were a wage-based organization, they had the same problems that every wage-based organization has, making sure that people actually do their job and not, you know, screwing around playing games on the computer, etc. They had to, they, they, you know had to make sure that people were actually doing the work getting back to clients on time they spent a huge amount of effort measuring the happiness of their customers customer service all this kind of thing so that when somebody wasn't doing their job they could eventually get rid of them now and and, and what what would happen is when they would advertise for example uh, a position being open and they would say it pays 14 15 16 20 dollars an hour or what it is whatever it was they would get people who saw themselves as 13 15 17 20 an hour people okay and so they were attracting people who saw themselves in that income bracket and were satisfied with that income bracket so this this is very important right so the mentality of the employee was i'm worth 15 dollars an hour and i'm happy with that so somebody obviously who is more ambitious, who wants more money, isn't even going to go after that job unless, you know, there are no jobs available and they need an income, right? And and then they're not going to be happy if they're a more ambitious person, they're going to eventually leave. So when the organization moved to commission base and they basically worked out, you know, some of our top performing people in the office, if they were actually on this commission plan, instead of earning 40 grand a year would be earning 75. they started to show people, you know, you can earn 75,000 or more. What ended up happening was they got a completely different kind of candidate stepping forward, uh, totally different than the kind of people they had before. So internally motivated, ambitious, self-directed people who didn't want to be told when and where to show up and what to do, They wanted to be given a rule book, this is how you do it, and this is how you're gonna earn money, and then those people ran with it and created their own ways to promote, advertise, network, make sales happen, okay? And so this makes perfect sense if you just stop for a moment and you examine the worlds of real estate, or auto sales, or a lot of different B2B industrial sales types of environments where people are largely paid on commission. So let's dial the clock back to 1998 because I want to tell you a little bit of a story about me when I first got out of university. So when I got out of university, I started a business with a friend. It was a little publication. It was a cool arts and music type of thing where we talked about film and we had different writers and, and we talked about bands. And one of the reasons why we started the publication was because then we could get invited to all these shows for free and see all of our local, you know, bands play in clubs and things like that. And so my partner met this girl and decided to leave and move to Toronto. And so he was the guy who created the actual publication. I was doing the sales and I couldn't do it without him. So I said, darn it, I'm going to have to get a job. And I ended up getting hired with a Yellow Pages publisher. Now, that first job with them was an inside sales position where I called some of the smaller advertisers in the Yellow Pages over the telephone, talked with them about their program and tried to get them to buy an ad or buy a bigger ad or whatever. And uh, I'll tell you, the base pay in that position was $12,000 a year, which is not a lot of money. But there was a commission plan. And so, you know, they showed me here is what the other people in this role are earning right now. And um, my first year, I earned like $45,000, which for a kid, basically eight months out of university was a huge sum of money back in 1998. And I had to move to a different city, but I was living in an apartment that cost me like $600 a month. I you know very quickly paid off my student loans I didn't have a lot to start with but I paid them all off Then I bought a car you know it I really was able to earn a lot of money and then what happened is Xerox came to town and opened this huge customer contact and sales center now here's the difference between the yellow pages and the Xerox compensation plan Xerox was paying people like $35,000 a year, and then they had a bonus program where they might earn another 10. Meanwhile, over at Yellow Pages, they were paying us $12,000 a year, and I earned 45. I had colleagues earning 60, right? So there were people doing even better than me that had more experience, right? And so it became very difficult all of a sudden for Yellow Pages to recruit they No people were showing up when they were advertising for, for new uh, applicants. And the, the general manager called me into his office because I was like the, the latest hire at that time. And he said, Dave, he said, why is it that we're having such a hard time attracting people to come into this position? Because you you came in and you're doing really well and you're earning good money. And, um, and I said, well, I said, here's the thing. is Xerox is offering a higher base And I think that most people don't have any confidence in their own abilities. And so they would rather go after the higher base because they can bank on that money rather than go on in in an environment where they actually have to depend on their own skills, ambition, and energy. Right? And so when you're thinking about setting up a business and you're thinking about how you're going to pay people, whether they're in management or they're frontline sales, You need to be thinking about the culture of the organization and you need to be thinking about the type of people that you want serving people because some people are ambitious. They're going to do whatever they have to to earn good money and they're going to push the ball forward every day. And those are the types of people that are going to gravitate to commission sales roles, right? Especially if they're ambitious, but they haven't done things like get university degrees because a lot of the higher paid positions in management or, or technical trades and things like that, those positions won't be open to them because they don't have the education, but anyone can sell, right? And so when you're talking about those frontline salespeople, having a commission structure is going to allow you to attract people that are going to be the earners, assuming that you have a product or service that's going to allow you to pay a good commission, right? And that means you have to have a good gross margin. If you're going to focus on wages, then you have to have other ways to to monitor and motivate and supervise. Now, in any organization I've always been in, you have to have both kinds of people because while the frontline people dealing with the customers, they can be commission based, you know, oftentimes production type people, they can't be commission based because they're fulfilling the work or picking the orders or, you know, cleaning up in the back or, or stocking the shelves or what have you. And so you have to create other ways to measure what those people are doing to make sure that they're always doing their best to move the organization further. And here's where you have to be careful. And it's an example that we learned from the big fiasco in the United States with Wells Fargo, where the organization decided that what was important to them was opening accounts, right? Banks make money off of doing loans and collecting interest and collecting fees, But what somebody decided in that organization is that they wanted to focus on opening accounts and they actually tied compensation to opening accounts. And what they ended up with were people who cheated by creating fake accounts in existing customers' names. So someone had a savings account, for example, and they would open up a line of credit, which would be inactive immediately, of course, because the person didn't know that they had a line of credit and it would just sit there. But the person would get points or compensated for opening a new account. And you don't want to be rewarding people for behavior, especially if it's unethical, unscrupulous behavior, because then you end up with an organization full of liars and cheaters. Anyway, so those are just my thoughts on motivating employees and aligning employees' interests with, the desires, goals, et cetera, of the organization. And I'd welcome your feedback and comments. Um, just leave comments down below and uh, keep the questions flowing. And we'll talk to you next time. Don't forget, come over to davidcbarnett.com. Sign up for my email list. Um, you get a, You get a video or audio track every Friday in your inbox, as well as all kinds of other cool stuff that I'll send you from time to time. And if you are looking at buying a business, You really need to invest in yourself. Go to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can enroll in my nine and a half hour video online self-study program. It's the least expensive way to spend nine and a half hours with me learning about how to find, analyze, make offers, finance, and buy a really great small business that's going to help you achieve your goals. And with that, I'll thank you and we'll see you next week. Bye.